The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's time for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, presented by nestbetting.com. Love where you sleep. Bob, always great to do an interview like this after you got a couple wins and good to be back to 500. Yeah, a little better mood when we <laughs> when, we, when we win some games. You know, the Toronto series wasn't so great for us. To be able to bounce back like this, that kind of shows you what this team's all about. Uh, we saw the same thing last year. You know, we had a series against Colorado where we got swept. We were playing pretty well. We come right back home and pick up where we left off. So these guys don't get too down after a sweep, and uh, it's good to see the bats come alive as well. I considered you one of the big boys coming into the American League, and we think about the Red Sox, the defending champs, the Yankees, the Astros, the Indians. No one's really established themselves. Everybody's still kind of feeling it out right now. Does that make you feel a lot better about your start being 500? Yeah, you know what? I, over the years here, I, I really haven't put too much stock into into early because we tend to make adjustments here. You know, we figure out where we are after about a month, and then we figure out where we are after a couple months. And the second half is usually when we really take off. I think we do have the ability to play a little bit better than we have right now. So, you know, a little bit of a sluggish start, even though we're 500, doesn't concern me too much. And you talk about the big boys uh, in the American League now, you got to throw Tampa in there. They're yeah. off to a great start, and they have a really good team. And the fact that their payroll to open up was $60.1 million. They got rid of payroll, and they're still doing what they're doing. Yeah, they do it a little differently. So, uh, um, you saw it last year. You know, they got rid of some of their best guys, at least on paper, and gave some of their kids. And they like to match up a little bit similar to how we've done it in the past. And I think the confidence that they got last year coming into this year uh, kind of took over. And if you look at their pitching staff, there isn't a weak, weak link in that. So a uh, pretty good team. When you talk about weathering the storm, how do you how do you address that with your players? Because obviously you don't want to get to a point to where you dig such a hole, it's so hard to dig out of. How, what do you say to the guys? You know what? I, I try not to, to to give them too much. First of all, they can only their attention spans only about like three minutes. <laughs> so what I do is I do it incrementally. When we have a, when we have a series against a new team and we have our advanced series, I always have a few things to say about what's transpired in the last week or the last series. So we keep it, you know, pretty current, fluid, I think you'd call that. Um, so we try to give them a message consistently and not be too dramatic about it. So, um, you know, we did what we did last year because we have good players and we feel like we have a good chance to do it again this year. Justin Thomas, one of the great guys on the PGA Tour. He won the PGA Championship, a major championship winner, and he's one of the top dogs in American golf. And I remember listening to a thing about his father going, and his father's his teacher, and he was like, how much do you work with him? He goes, I got about a half hour or so, and then he's gone on me, right? He's not going to sit on the range and pound balls like those guys used to in yesteryear. So think about it, you as a manager, how much has the player of today changed from – I guess we can go from when you were playing to when you first started getting into the business to when you were first managing. A complete 180 now. I mean, it, it used to be, 
you know, the manager was this, you know, you, you couldn't even have a con. Like when I had Sparky Anderson my first year, I was afraid to have a conversation with him. He just kind of sat in this ivory tower and, and it seemed to be unapproachable. It's completely different now. I mean, these guys have to feel like they can approach me at any time. I even take in, you know, their opinions at times. And, and it works well with the with the group that we have and, and the younger players now. So it's used to be. Players had to acclimate to the manager. Now the manager has to acclimate to the players. And when I think about relationships, it's obviously been one of your strengths when I talk to your players about you. Yeah, for you on a daily basis, you know, some guys will talk about, I need to touch a player somehow every single day. How's your family? How's your wife? How's this? Do you try and communicate with everybody almost on a daily basis? I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard to do that. And when you do, there's so many guys here, plus the rehab guys. There's so many guys here that if you try to touch everybody, it's really choreographed. And, and, and they can tell that, all right, he went here. Now you see him now he's moving on to the next guy. So there are several guys a day that I will have lengthier conversations with so they know that it's kind of coming from from the heart and not you know contrived before um you know i've seen both sides of that and you can tell when something's real and when something's not so that's kind of the way i try to play it and uh you know with with the relationships we have with these guys and our coaching staff too they're big for me too if i don't talk to a, a couple guys for a few days my coaching staff does so you know it's a group effort between all of us is it easy to find out or is it really hard to find out who needs to be patted on the back and who needs to be kicked in the ass? Yeah, that, that you find that out pretty quickly. Usually new guys, you figure it out during spring training. So um, that, that's not a difficult one. When you've been coaching and, you know, as long as I have and managing and same with our guys, uh, they're, they're in touch with these guys pretty quickly. So, uh, again, our staff does a great job communicating with the players, working with them, you know, getting in there and digging with them. And, and they're on a daily basis. So when you do have constructive criticism for guys, it, you know, it's always in concert with the praise that we give them. And, and they handle a little bit of constructive criticism better when you do it that way. I remember Matt Chapman when uh, you told me about the nickname Captain America down in the minor leagues. But he was a, a career 244 hitter down there the minor leagues and now watching his patience you, you knew the power was there because he was so strong and so athletic you know he has the ability to hit but now taking all these walks how have you have you seen him evolve as a hitter it's it's exactly right i mean he has evolved and it's been s such a fast pace that it's really amazing to watch you know, look at his numbers in the minor leagues. He hit some home runs. He struck out a lot. He didn't walk that much. He had a few walks. Now he's one of the most disciplined players in baseball, really, in the drop of a hat. You know, you saw it about the second half of last year. Once he started taking some walks, we put him in the two-hole because we wanted him up there on base. And now he either hits second or third because, you know, if you throw it over the plate, he's going to whack it. And if you don't, he's going to take his walks. It, it's pretty impressive to see. Yeah, especially at that young age. Also, you know, something that I saw yesterday, which was really cool. I looked down and I saw Matt Olson taking a ton of ground balls with, with, with Matt Williams. And we've seen him hitting out of the cage. You know, to be where you are now without a premier first baseman, the best defensive first baseman in the game, premier power hitter. Just how comforting is that for you knowing that he's getting closer every day? Yeah, 
it's you know we knew we'd have to hold the fort down you just don't replace gold glove guys that are 30 home run hitters and so impactful in the lineup the guy that hits behind kd and gives them protection so you know we knew there would be a period of time where maybe the numbers wouldn't look as well but we've we've held down the fort pretty well and he's coming on this road trip he'll start hitting on the field live bp here uh in the next week or so and then we'll get him out and you know, we just got to make sure he's close to 100% when he comes back. But I think we've done pretty well in his absence. And when we get him back, boy, it's going to be like a midseason trade. KD, that was a special time in the treehouse. You know, this front office really did it right, getting him signed. But just the reaction to have everybody in the front office wearing those shirts and everybody applauding as he walks in. And I was doing the interview with him at the time, and behind him came all the players. And I told him, hey, turn around. All your guys are coming in. He was shaking. And that's not something – almost like he was kind of tearing up. And that's not something you see often from him. How big was that moment for this franchise to get him signed and then to show him the love? It was huge. And and since I've been here, we have not had a moment like that. So not only did they do it upright, every one of the players wanted to come. You don't see that very often. You see some of these signings and and see, you know, a few players there, kind of the core guys there. But – Every single guy was there, and that shows you the impact KD has in this clubhouse and and amongst this group of guys. So uh, it was cool to see, and if you know KD and – you know, you, you you see his reaction to all the players there. He was definitely humbled and just a great day for us, great day for the Oakland A's. Obviously, you're going to trust your agent, but these guys are around you and your staff more than they are around their agents, right? Do players ever come to you and, and talk about their future and contracts and ever, you know, look to you or, or maybe someone on your staff, someone like a, a Matt Williams and talk about it? They do. And, and we have to be careful with that. You know, it's it's – it's their job and it's their livelihood and all we can do is kind of give them background from our experiences let them know how much we like them here and how much we think they'll be part of the future here it does look a little different starting with the chris davis signing and i think now you're seeing some guys that really want to stay here and we haven't seen that in the past most times when guys get to free agency uh, they end up going somewhere else and hopefully that's not the case here for years to come and when you see chris davis sign that do you think that affects the younger players where they're looking hey if chris wants to stay here i like being here this is something i really need to think about no doubt about it and, and he's close to some of our core guys so you know the matt olsons and the matt chapmans and the chad pinners and these guys these guys we want to keep here marcus Simeon, mark canna you know the guys have been here a little bit too so um, they definitely see how chris was treated here and and you know, wanted to stay here and kept him here. And I think uh, a lot of these guys are thinking the same things. I think at Chad Pender and where he has come in his career to where he can bring a lot of different gloves to the ballpark. You know he can swing it. He's got pop. He's a better athlete than you think. Just talk about how much he's progressed in his career and where he is now. It's been pretty amazing to see. You know, we've all been big Chad Pender fans. And from the minor league, starting with Ryan Christensen. He was the first guy that told me, you know, this guy's going to be an impact player. And, you know, his, his role's so difficult to have to play different positions and prepare for that. I really believe if you stuck him in one position, let him play every day, you'd find a guy that's going to hit close to 30 home runs and knock in a close to 100 runs. That's that's how good I think he can be. He's got a little bit of a different role right now, even though he's starting to play a little bit more so. But the impact he has in the clubhouse, too, this is, you know, when you have guys like Olsen and Chapman and these guys kind of fly by the seat of their pants a little bit, Chad <laughs> Pinder is the guy that kind of yanks them back in, into reality at times, and I rely on Chad quite a bit. Do you think his offense would be even greater if he had an everyday position, or do you think that doesn't affect him because he's embraced this Swiss Army knife role? 
Well, he's embraced it, and he'll be productive. But I do think that if you gave him one position to, to you know, every day go out there and work and know he's going to be there, you know, you don't have to think as much about your defense uh, when you're in one position as opposed to moving around. You can concentrate a little bit more just on your offense and the consistent at-bats. I do think he could be an all-star type player. By the way, your first appearance in the treehouse. We've been talking about the treehouse for a long time, and you and Ken mentioned it every, almost every single show. What did you think, your first impressions? I was impressed. I mean, man, it's there's a lot going on in there. It's it's very well done, and like you said, it was my first time in there. So, you know, maybe if I get chucked out of one of these games early, I might come up there and have a beer with you during the game. <laughs> hey, if you get out of one of these games, it's on me. We would love to have you in the treehouse. Skip, we always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Good segue to end. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.